In this episode, we talk very frankly about our bodies and how we feel about them, both in the past and the present. Some of the material that we discuss may be triggering to those who have suffered with body dysmorphia or eating disorders. If you feel that you might not be able to handle it, then please don't listen. podcast three absolutely unique groundbreakingly chill beer drinking girls tackling topics that you probably don't care about with a hefty side of lukewarm social critique i'm julia and i'm not like the other girls because i've been dead for 15 years i'm lucy and i'm not like the other girls because i don't shave my legs but i did get laser a few years ago i've never needed to i'm ash and i'm not like the other girls because i have blue hair actually do. So this week we have Greta Thunberg who is travelling to the UN in a yacht because she is the badass that this world deserves and shocking to no one is that white men all over the world are really angry about it. There's been a series of tweets where people are almost wishing death upon her because of what she's doing. I saw a tweet by a woman uh, who like quote tweeted her saying oh I've just booked long haul flights so we can get some sun at Christmas like essentially like, fuck you which is just insane because the thing she's trying to get everybody to wake up to is the death of our planet and human extinction and to just think that you're above that is so insane to me it's incredible like she's this I'm like why begrudge someone who's like this 16 year old little rocket who's doing good things for everyone like she's a the GQ cover, I think, is so cool. It's really cool that GQ will stand behind her as well. No, no, actually, they shouldn't get a pat on the back for being decent human beings. But at the same time, I understand that it's difficult to for a male audience to take in someone who's a 16-year-old female who's autistic. I get that it might be different to the type of role models we've had in the past. So it's nice to see, at the same time, it is nice to see people accepting her and think she's cool. Yeah, I think the response she's gotten from a lot of people has just been amazing. And she's doing something incredible. Mm-hmm. And the thing, and she consistently says that the reason she's able to do it is because she's autistic. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't understand, like, she's just like, this is a thing that I've locked onto and this is what I'm working towards. Whereas, and that's like the neurodiversity that she has. And that's her strength in this aspect. But it's also the thing that a lot of people like to bash her with. Yeah. That like, oh, she's autistic and therefore we shouldn't be listening to her as if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, I feel like her age also comes into it quite a lot. Where like she's too young, we don't want to listen to her, but she's also not too young to like have death threats against her and like for actual like grown men and women to properly come for her, for what reason? Like she's asking them to focus on climate change and just to wake up to like this reality that we are ruining our planet. And so their response is to get pissed off and try and like own her over twitter in a series of tweets oh i swear the mind boggles sometimes like i can't understand it can you imagine being the level of loser that the thing you decide to do in your free time is make fun of a 16 year old autistic woman who's actually trying to do things how like do you not have any other hobbies do you you just imagine them at home they make themselves a cup of tea they sit down on the couch with a big smirk on their face they sit back crack out a fart and then type out the worst tweet of all time (laughs) And then put the phone down and go, yep, it's a good day's work. Yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> then, they, then they call their mum and they're like, how are you, mum? Good. I've been really good, doing good things, you know? Like, yeah. how do you actually look yourself in the fucking eye? How do you sleep at night, you big bricks? I think it's also the people that are talking about her in this way and, like, not even like just privately thinking these thoughts, but, like, putting them online, looking for the retweets, looking for the yeah. likes. There are people who this ideology completely matches everything else they've ever said. Yeah. Like, they have not had decent politics ever. And yeah. so this is just like, well, of course we're going to hate on the 16-year-old girl that's trying to save the world um, because she's a child, she's a woman, God forbid that they get, like, out of the kitchen. And she's, like, sh- sh- owning people. Like, she goes up to the richest people in the world and says, you're the problem. And she's right. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely right. Has she Has she yet called out Leonardo DiCaprio specifically? I would quite like her to call out Leonardo DiCaprio. And, you know, she's actually in his age bracket when he chooses his numbers. <laughs> so he might go for that. Oh, that is the most terrifying graph I've ever seen of him getting older yeah, and then the women really just, just, like, just staying at the same age that he dates with. Ugh. I just I have a lot of friends who will let Leo away with things because he's in, like, cause he's like, oh, climate change. And I'm like, yeah, he's still... He's, yeah, technically it's fine to date a 21-year-old. It's no problem. But... <sighs> When you exclusively date, I do worry about people who exclusively date 21-year-olds regardless of how old they get. Is it 
is it that an era that you want to date? Is it that you want to date someone who just never feels entirely on their feet? Someone who's just a little bit confused about their life so they will stay with you, Leo? Is that it? But it's like that Picasso quote when he was uh, with a younger woman. She was 18 and he was in his 50s. And he said, it was perfect because I'm in the prime of my life and she's in the prime of hers. Oh, which is the most disgusting thing I think a man has ever said about a woman like the prime of, like I'm sorry like the prime of my life was when I was 18 like I'm long gone then yeah, yeah, like yeah. I can't achieve anything now Jesus if the prime of my life was 18 I don't want to see how far down we're going from here. <laughs> <laughs> it can only get worse can't wait well we've mentioned that like I mean Greta is a, obviously a phenomenal role model someone who is less so is our very own Conor McGregor yeah. If we've seen that video for anyone who might have missed it, I don't know where you've been. Um but he just sucker punched an old man for the the reason was that the old man just didn't want to taste his whiskey. I can't even I don't know. For me Conor McGregor was cancelled or whatever long a ago. Long time ago. Right. Long time ago. Am I surprised? No. Is anyone surprised? No. No, not at all. Like technically this is probably one of the least horrific things that he is supposedly said yeah. to have done mm-hmm. it's one of the best things he's ever done and you know like people are always like he's given a bad name to people from certain areas he's actually not because he was actually from a well off background he has no reason to be a dick like he didn't have as hard of a life as he lets on that he did so it's not that he's coming from a specific socioeconomic background he's just a genuine fucking cockhead like I honestly don't even want to give him airtime. I I think that we should move on I think we should never order his name on this podcast ever again. And that's the last I'll ever hear of that person. <laughs> <laughs> Conor McGregor, who is he? <laughs> I've never heard of him. <laughs> oh, <if> only. <laughs> yeah. This week's topic is bodies. We sort of mentioned this last week and decided that we may as well run with it. Uh, as three women in the world of social media, I'm sure we all have a lot of thoughts on the topics. I think we're just going to start with talking about our own relationships with our bodies. Ladies, what's your relationship like with your body? Um, me and my body have reached, we have been through a lot of peace and drops where I, obviously as a teenage girl, you hate your body. Up until really recently, I super hated my body. I'm covered in scars. I have one really bad scar on my back. I have lots of stretch marks. I'm really pale. You know, there's lots of things I really don't like about my body. And weight wise, I used to be not heavy, but definitely heavier than I am now. Right now, I am honestly the skinniest I've ever been so I can't complain <laughs> but um no it's still a work in progress WIP like it, you, I still get that bikini fear when you you know when you put on a bikini and then you look at yourself for a few minutes and then a hot tear rolls down your face still that so <laughs> getting there um yeah I think mine has definitely gotten a lot better in the past few years instead of being every day hating the way I look it's just certain days like I think and everyone is always going to have them as well there's just certain days you're going to wake up and you're not going to feel the best you're going to find something that you're like oh I wish I didn't have that so yeah I obviously have those bad days but they're I think the older I get the fewer and far between they've become I'm definitely becoming a lot more comfortable with the way that I look obviously there's still things I want to change but it's not as bad as when I was 18 and like fucking despised my entire like being it's like what the hell is this what am I doing? But yeah, definitely better now. Yeah, I'm the same. I think a lot of people will probably um feel that way as well. Like when I think back to as of a specific memory when I was 17 and I was like standing in the mirror looking at myself, and I also realized that I have like from the ages of about 14 to I'd say 22, I never looked at myself fully nude because mm-hmm. I was so like ashamed of what I looked like. And I was 17, and I just sort of was like in this mode of acceptance of. This is always what it's going to be. I'm always going to hate myself. This is just like human existence. And I got to 22 and I just woke up one day and said, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I just, I won't survive mm-hmm. this level of self-hatred. And so I did a lot of work mentally to um, correct that thinking. And so I went from, I want to lose weight so that I can um, look a certain way to like, well, I just want to exist and be happy and love myself. And so I did a lot of stuff where I was like, standing in like in front of the mirror and like actively saying the words like like I love you, I love the way I look or like just like putting my hands like like on my inner thighs, on my stomach, on the areas that I would have hated and like smiling as I was like like caressing it. And mm-hmm. it, the the change in mindset just from doing that was insane. So now I'm at a point where I'm probably I'm a lot heavier than I was when I was eighteen between sixteen and eighteen. 
but I am so much happier and I'm also right now probably physically stronger than I've ever been because I'm actually taking working out seriously um, I'm still nowhere near where I'd like to be but I'm also not my goals aren't the same anymore the goals before would have been like I want to wear this size pair of jeans and then my goal is I want to do one pull up I'll get there <laughs> one day but that's like the goal so it's now become I want to see what my body can do instead of I want to see what my body can look like and I found a really good quote which is um, the way you look is the least interesting thing about yourself and I'm like oh so I could have dealt with that so like that would have been so great when I was like 18 yeah where was this years ago but I think I think I don't want to say I don't want to I can't speak on behalf of men like I really can't but for a huge time in my life I couldn't get in the bath you like I couldn't look at myself like the same thing as you I'd never look at myself head on I used to even there's a time a few years ago where I was going through a difficult time mentally and it just manifested in just body terror like hating my body to a point that just made no sense it was I became really obsessed with it I talked about it all the time I had a lot of friends who were like you obsessing about your body like this is affecting my mental health I had someone say that to me and I at the time I was like no you're the one who's doing it and they were kind of doing it too but like looking back I'm like whoa I can't believe that I actually let how I felt about my body nearly ruined friendships but like Mm. I used to go into changing rooms try clothes on and just after I'd put on like a pair of jeans and I just hate how I looked so much that I just burst into tears like anytime I went shopping I burst into tears that's not okay or normal that's very upsetting mm-hmm. you know that's not cool like Jesus kind of now now I've actually gotten to a point and as you said with it I guess it comes with age and it comes with working on yourself and learning to love yourself it's coming to a point now where I can actually like sometimes I'll catch myself in the mirror and I'll be like oh oh baby look at that <laughs> look at that little contour look at that little belly curve look at you you know, so. Yeah, and I think that's just the healthiest way to be. Like, Absolutely. and then also once you start doing it for yourself, like it's so much less of, but I just fully believed that if no one gave me a compliment on the way that I looked that day, that I looked like shit. Yeah. And yeah, if you're definitely. looking for validation from an outside source, you're not going to get it because everyone's just thinking about themselves. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what everyone's like. So you have to be the one to sort of like build yourself up, be your own hype man that kind of stuff. Um, Do you think expectations for bodies have changed? since we were younger yeah I definitely think it's actually gotten worse rather than better how do how would you guys feel what do you think like the what do you think the standards that are set by society for a female body because we can't really judge we, like we can talk a little bit about men but not to the same extent I guess I think when we were growing up I just remember being skinny but like skinny skinny like was, naughty skinny like, like yeah Paris Hilton skinny yeah that was the ideal kind of body and then obviously giant fake boobs Duh. <laughs> Obviously, because of course. So everything, I think everyone was just focused on being skinny and that was it. You just, you just wanted to lose weight. And now it has changed. Like the body shape that's most desirable apparently has changed. And with it, it's kind of gone into this kind of fitness thing as well, yeah. you know? Like that it's not just you have to be the skinniest. You have to be skinny but in certain areas yeah. and bigger in other areas. And you achieve this by constantly working out. And it's just, it seems harder to get and there's more of a, of a focus on it. And I think it can then masquerade itself as being a health movement yeah. because you're working out. But you're working out to get this body shape that it, not everyone it can get. Like It's, it's actually a tiny percentage of people who can get that. You know when yeah. you see those pictures, it's that thing where it's like the massive boobs, the tiny waist, and the it, massive hips. Sometimes you're just not built that way. Yeah. There's very few people that are built that way and as someone who has a waist to hip ratio that would make someone cry, <laughs> I'm never going to look. It's hard to look at it and go, I'm never going to look like that. But back in the day, I could look at Nicole Richie and go, if I was arsed enough to be that bad with my health to look that skinny, I could. Yeah. It's just... That's, I think that's always the thing that gets me though and I, that's why I don't think it has changed at all that there's still the same expectations but the fact now that people can get away with it a bit more by including health into it yeah. just I think that's a lot more sneakier it's a sham it's a mockery of a sham it's the same with my fitness pal masquerades as a health tool my fitness pal is like I'm here to help you with your health and you can track your macros and you can see how much protein you're getting at the end of the day yeah, you, you like to look at the little circle that has your macros, but everybody knows you're looking at the calories. Everybody mm-hmm. knows you're looking at how much you've worked out. Like, I know a lot of, I know a lot of people of all genders who've kind of gotten a bit with this movement, this kind of fitness movement. They've gone just too into it. And it's kind of, when it's all that someone talks about, you're like, fuck man, it's really boring to hear about you and your protein powder all the time. 
Yeah, and like I'm fully supportive of everyone becoming more healthy, eating better, and going to the gym. Like, please do that. That is great for you and your body, and like you're nourishing your body. But it's when you start doing that to look a certain way, yeah, and you start getting very like, obsessed with it, then that's when the problem starts. Yeah, because in. obsessiveness in any form is will always lead to like something being very unhealthy, and the fitness thing is absolutely the same. Like you can exhaust, you can do so much damage to your yeah. body if you're not careful, and if you're not fueling it correctly. If you're yeah. not, like there's just so many things that can go wrong. Like we've just a system that was created to berate women into being skinny has just adapted with the times, mm-hmm. and it's now berating women into not being the right shape. And also like. It's a tiny proportion of people who can look like that. But also, a lot of the photos we're seeing, they don't look like that. Yeah. Like, there's so much more editing happening there. There's makeup being used. There's, like, angles and stuff like that. Like, I can stand in front of the mirror and have that body shape if I, like, really twist. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm just standing normally, I don't look like that. So, like, that's just the, the reality of it. And it can... Like, it can be helpful to sort of know that in the back of your mind. But if you're constantly being, like, shown these images of women... Um, and men, because I think it's I think we're seeing it more so now for men than we mm-hmm. were before. Um, it's just it'll it's poison and it just gets into your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this whole body positivity thing that's been sort of hijacked. We have things like the body positivity movement, which initially was created so that um fat people and people with disabilities, like more visible disabilities, uh, could see themselves in media and see themselves represented in a positive way and like promote sort of self-love and acceptance of their bodies which is absolutely what it should be and that gets hijacked and becomes a thing where fitness models are saying you know work out like seven eight times a week like more than you ever should and live this very restrictive lifestyle uh and pour all of your energy into looking this one specific way um and while body positivity is a great thing and everyone should experience it it means the movement itself means something different to you just like me just saying i want to love myself it was very much uh we need to put people who don't get access they're, they're not on like movies or they're not in movies they're not on magazine covers we don't see them anywhere they're not represented even in like a clothing store like you don't see clothes that are made for their shape or for their size that's what it was for and it's like all things have been co-opted by white feminism absolutely and then you have Jamila Jamil being this incredibly now when Jamila Jamil started I Weigh it was the coolest thing I ever saw and I was so for it and I loved it and I think it was very emotional for a lot of people mm-hmm. looking at that Instagram feed and looking at people go I weigh my mental health disorder I weigh this I weigh that the last thing I weigh is what I actually weigh that was super cool and it was really positive after a certain point when there's that literal model who is like tall and beautiful and has long legs and yeah, maybe has a flabby arm. When someone's preaching at you all the time saying, you have to love yourself. Sometimes it's difficult because you don't look the same. I'm like, Jamila, do you just shut the Like, I personally, now, I'm going to preface this by preface. I'm going to preface this by saying that in a lot of people's standards, I would fit what they consider to be bodily standards that would be... Like the ideal. Yeah, I... I'd be close to what people would consider their ideal. <laughs> I'm a bit of a smile on my face getting to say that, I guess. Um, but other people wouldn't think so. Nonetheless, even me, who would be close to that, still is a bit like, come on, Jamila. Like, top of the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she can go overboard sometimes. I do think she's doing great work, you know. She went through a lot. She shared her experience. But the kid gets to a point where it becomes preachy as you said before um and it kind of then almost loses its meaning so and as what like yeah she's not the supreme feminist and also as as someone who's read a lot of like genuine feminist literature part of me looks down on people who haven't read the classic feminist literature i get a funny feeling that she hasn't like I don't think she's ever picked up Judith Butler, and like correct me if I'm wrong, Jamil, but I don't think you've read a book. But also, I think part of me is bitter because Jamila Jamil reportedly dated Brezzy, and Brezzy's actually my boyfriend, so that was kind of rude of her. <laughs> That's a little throwback to last week's episode, yeah. uh, and also, you know, body positivity, like we said, it's it was for people who don't get visibility. So the yeah. face of that movement can't be someone yeah. who fits the beauty standards that a lot of people are trying to attain. Yeah, and I understand yeah. she is she is a woman of colour, so it's great that it's great that she has a voice. I'm starting to think that she's hogging the voice of body positivity mm. from actual fat people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a thing that needs to be diverse and everyone can have a say, but ultimately the movement wasn't created 
for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can, like, it's like the natural hair movement, which was created for um, black women and women of colour who have very textured hair to yeah. really embrace their natural hair, which typically they haven't always. I get a lot of love out of that and I find a lot of, like, solace and a lot of tips because I have very thick, curly hair and didn't always know how to work with it. But that movement isn't mine. Mm-hmm. So I would never be like, oh, natural hair movement, like, this is my thing, blah, 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 because I've never, while I've felt weird ways about my hair, it's never been because I'm a black woman. It's never been linked to my race. It's just I didn't see a lot of people with curly hair. Mm-hmm. So while I get a lot out of a movement, it doesn't mean that I necessarily have the same stake in it. And I think that's the same thing with Jamila Jamil, where she just yeah. needs to take a seat yeah. and pass mm-hmm. the mic a bit more. Exactly. That that would be my anger towards Jamila Jamil. Pass the mic, Jamila. Yeah. Like, I'd agree. Yeah. Well, it's nice that we we're all in this consensus. Otherwise, I really like her, and I really like her in uh, The Good Place. She's so funny. Yeah, she is. And she's beautiful. I really fancy her. Gorgeous woman. Because she fits pretty fucking standards. <laughs> like, she conforms to the standards that we all like, so whatever. Everybody has back fat, Jimmy. You're not special. <laughs> <laughs> back rolls. Back rolls. <laughs> There was definitely a time when I wasn't aware of my body at all. I think everyone can experience this. But when did you become like starkly aware that this was something you were going to have to worry about? Do you mean like as a woman with like a sexual form or do you just mean body body? Both. Body body and then sexual form. Or did it happen at the same time? Because for me it was two separate times. So for me, the first time anyone made a comment on my body where I was like, oh fuck, this is something I'm going to have to think about now, was when I was, I think, 10 years old. I was in fourth class and we were outside in the yard. It was hot day and I was wearing shorts. And um, a girl in my class was like, oh, you've got really hairy legs. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what does that mean? I don't understand. And I do. I've like, I'm <laughs> come from a family with like thick hair. I have PCOS and that just adds to it. So I have like hairy legs. I've got hairy arms and stuff like that. Um, and so from the age of 10 to 12, I didn't wear shorts or skirts. I didn't want anyone to see my legs. I felt really ashamed of it. And I begged my mom to finally let me, we first we used Nair to like bleach it. And then I used Veet and then started shaving. Um, and so I started that quite young because I was made to feel really aware of that. And then the first time that I realized that like people were like watching my body or that there was maybe something like desirable about it I was 12 years old when I was walking home from school and I remember being really proud of myself it was the first time that I was walking home from my school by myself um and it was like some summer day and so I'd been up there helping my dad because he worked there I was wearing gray tracks at bottoms and a white tank top I remember it so clearly and I was walking down a road that's quite isolated and a rubbish uh, truck came up and a guy wolf whistled at me and I was 12 years old I was standing inside of an all-girls secondary school uh, so he potentially thought that I was like older, but I, I, I was, still, I still looked like a kid. Yeah. I still looked like I would have been like 13, 14 max, you know? Yeah. And even then I would say it was very clear that I was 12. Yeah, no. And then from then on, I remember just being like, just not wanting people looking at me and then like, boop started coming in. It was just a fucking nightmare. Mm. I actually had a really a difficult situation where when I was kind of started going through puberty I had a pretty big operation and I was in like I was in hospital being checked a lot and because it was my back a lot of the time would be like your you know your chest and stuff displayed so I was kind of just getting used to like my body changing and then I had all these weird older men like for medical purposes like looking at my body I just remember there was like a huge chunk of time like in my really early teens where I was just you know it had to be done but I kind of wish it wasn't like that because I wasn't used to whatever was like happening like you go from having like tiny nips and being completely flat chested to like having these fucking things on your chest (laughs) and then having a weird man have to like hold like screening materials and stuff up to you really difficult there's no way around it but like I do feel like look looking back why was a hospital putting like men doing that to like teenage girls number one unless there's no other radiographer or whatever in Ireland it probably shouldn't be happening and you know it's not his fault he definitely was uncomfortable too like I hope he was <laughs> I hope he wasn't into it he did think he was going to be into it but also that's his job so he's probably exactly. like this is normal to Doesn't me phase I don't him. think anything of this this is just my day to day absolutely life. yeah maybe <laughs> I but honestly if I were if I were like if I was always around teenage boys and like you know I wouldn't I would make myself sound yeah, weird. No, no. Okay. If I was always around teenage boys, I'd probably still be conscious that they would be conscious of how they feel. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That. But then I was uh, quite like, I'm quite a petite woman. And I was always like, in my teen years, I was fairly skinny. All of a sudden, like these massive boobs came in. Like I was like four, 14, I think. 
And I went from having no boobs to having like a pretty big C cup. And then all that anyone talked about me for ages was my boobs. And I know it was the same for you, Julia. You, yeah. We both had boob related nicknames around our hometown. For a while, people called me The Set. And people oh, would cro- shout across the road, Hey, The Set. And I go, Cool. Thanks. That's all I am. A walking set. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I have tiny boobs. So mm-hmm. glad. Yeah, no. You don't have tiny boobs. Not now, but I don't think boobs. I got these until I was like ready to leave secondary school. So. What? You were like 17 and a half. Like, they were like, there, here you go. <laughs> yeah, this is when you could have used them in Earth too late. I didn't like. I didn't get my period until I was almost 17. Swear to God. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. I got mine when I was 16. What? Yeah, I was really late. That, I'm actually... What the fuck? Yeah. I got mine at like... I was thinking it was just turned 14. That's why the boobs came in. Or 13 But my half. boobs came in way before that. Way before your period. Way before. My boobs showed up one day when I was like 14 years old and... Have not left. I'm yeah. very annoyed about it. The years have grown and grown and grown. <laughs> and people are like, oh, you, if you lose weight, and I'm like, no, nope, they still they stay they there, still and they hurt my back, and then people stare at them, and I would love to just take like a knife and just go and like cut Snub them off, off and have boob. like I have fantasized before of like if I have breast cancer, I could get rid of my boobs, and oh, that's a toxic God. way to think about yeah. yourself. Like it's insane, and it's just people get so fucking weird. I remember one day I was wearing a sweater, and a friend turned around to me and she was like, oh, you like that people look at your boobs and that's why you're wearing that sweater and I and that was I hadn't even like put that together I was just like what are you talking about like this is just this is I like this colour yeah <laughs> I just wear this also there's nothing wrong I always hated that because I used to show off the acids because they were lovely like honestly yeah I'm like I wish people didn't know my boobs but they were fantastic they were like oh I wish I was teen me again because like they were like so big so perky like they just kind of were buoyant Um, and yeah I did wear things that people would stare at them and there's nothing wrong with wanting people to stare at your tits if you love them, you love them. Do you know what I mean? Fair, fair. But you should have the kind of the authority to decide if you want to show them off or not, I guess. Like, you should have the authority. It's, it's a tricky one. But you shouldn't stare at someone's boobs, number one. You shouldn't... Do you remember when... Oh, do you remember being a teenage girl and you just always knew when your mates were looking at your tits? You always knew. Because they'd stop reacting to what you were saying. Yes! <laughs> you know, you'd always catch them and you'd blink and you'd always catch their eyes on the way back up. Like a little elevator. And they, yeah. they, they always thought they got away with it. And remember we started we started calling out our male friends where me and Julia would be mid-conversation with like, David, you're looking at her boobs. But, and then there was a time <laughs> that he, I called him out on it in front of other people. But he, he hadn't been doing it right there and then. But it was it was like someone was talking about, I think he had brought it up with people like staring at boobs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, he was like on his high horse. Um, and then I was like, dude, you do it all the time. Like, you do it all the time to me. And he got really angry and he, like, went to the bathroom <laughs> and he yelled from the hallway, your boobs aren't that good anyway. <laughs> They're not, like, though, Bitch, Julia. They are. Yeah. Number one, my boobs are fantastic. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like, and I wouldn't even blame men because I, okay, I'm not sure whether it's because I'm queer or just because I have eyes or I don't know. I've always stared at people's boobs too. I really struggle not to. Like, if, even when they're, like, fully covered, <laughs> my eyes are, like, boom. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. And lately, I've become a real pervert about bums, too. Like, now, like, a woman will be walking in front of me and I'll just be, like, watching her arse the whole time. And I'm like, this is exactly the thing that you don't like, Lucy. Why are you doing it? When did you become aware of your body, Ash? I'm not really too sure. Like, I never... I don't know. Maybe I was just very... in a bubble as a child. Like, I just didn't really kind of care about that I do remember when I was quite young maybe like 11 or something um talk I was at a sleepover we started talking about Britney Spears and how she had like a flat stomach or whatever and then we all like lay down to make sure that our stomachs were flat to be like that but like that was kind of it and then I think from then that was just ingrained but I never had anyone really be kind of sexually aware of my body not that I ever noticed I think never I, had anyone be sexually no, ever. no not until I was a lot later like not until I was maybe like 17 18 that's when I started but in my younger teenage years it was more just my fixation on my body than me noticing anyone else's okay kind of thing. probably because I didn't hit puberty until I was 17 so I was just this fucking flat chested fat child I don't know <laughs> were you were you fat no. 
No, I thought you said that. I know. I thought I was. Yeah. I wasn't. Mm, that's it. That's it. You know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, because then when I went to college, I actually did. did, did <laughs> I did gain weight. Like I wasn't, I wasn't huge or anything, but I was a lot different to what I was in secondary school. And it was even made a comment on like, I don't know. Maybe I'll say this story. I don't think the people who said this about me listen to the podcast. Um, but my ex told me that two of his friends, they were all drinking together and they turned to him and they were like, oh, glad to see that Ashling's back to her normal weight. Ew. Oh my God. And they, glad to see. And they were, and so, and my ex was like, what the fuck? You can't say that about my girlfriend. And they were like, oh, we just noticed that she had gained a lot of weight and now she's lost it. And I don't even know if they, like maybe they thought that that was a fine thing to be like, look at her. Look at her. Got a good honor. Skinny again. But my ex was so astonished and he got really angry at them. Gladly. Um, but yeah. And then that was weird. And when he told me that in my head, I was like, wow. Because for me, I was like, yeah, I've noticed it. But maybe not everyone else has. But now I know that there's two men talking about it behind my back. I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't think I was that upset because I actually had gone back to my previous weight. But still, fucking arseholes, man. Is it awful? And the freshman 15 is real. Right? It is. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're all a little bit fat in the first year of college. But mm. that's, ew. Yeah. That's disgusting. Like, it's nobody's business if you get fat as well. <laughs> exactly. I hate when people comment on my body in general. When someone's like, oh, you look like, you look different. You look good. Your skin's good. Your whatever's good. Actually, no, I do love having my skin good. But I'm like, Honestly, like, piss off. Imagine how much of a loser you have to be to sit down and go, fucking, my friend's girlfriend looks skinnier than she was for the last few months. <laughs> what are they doing? Do you have a, they have a little diary? Today, <laughs> Ashling's waist looks 2% smaller than it did yesterday. I find it easier to masturbate than her <laughs> But it brings up the point that we made in last week's episode where being skinny, losing weight, doesn't necessarily mean that you you're, it doesn't you're mean you're healthy. Yeah, yeah. at all. Thing. Yeah. These people were saying it like fair play to her. Every time I've lost weight, nearly every time I've lost weight, it's because I was spiraling. <laughs> it's never been a good thing. Yeah. Usually, if I'm actually in a happy place, I'm fatter, I am thicker, and I'm actually usually working out at least a little bit. Yeah, the two times that I've lost like a drastic amount of weight and it's been noticed and commented on is when I've been severely unhealthy. So I spoke about this last week where I dropped a lot of weight very quickly and then developed very bad, a very bad habit, but like nipped it in the bud where I was just not eating because I wanted to look skinny and then there was uh when I was living in Paris and I was vegan when I first transitioned to veganism I dropped a lot of weight very quickly and in my head I attributed it to I'm eating plant-based now and I'm eating healthier but when I look back on it it was every day I would eat maybe a pack of Oreos and a can of coke and maybe some pasta (laughs) and I like it's it's insane to think that when you in the moment you don't see it and mm-hmm. you look back and you're like it's so glaringly obvious that yeah. you weren't yeah. eating enough calories and that's why you drop weight really quickly but I'd come home to visit uh, my family and uh, I had met up with some friends and so some of my some of our friends that we see regularly had noticed and they were like oh you look really good you look really healthy to be fair I had I probably was at one of my heaviest the last time they had seen me mm-hmm. and then like I was looking healthier but I wasn't eating because I was depressed yeah. and that's yeah. why so and I dropped that weight so quickly like that was in the space of four months and I dropped like a stone and a half and it was purely because I wasn't eating I wasn't doing anything I was mm-hmm. lying in bed um, and it's just so annoying and so people assume like if you're putting on weight that you're unhealthy or if you are a heavier weight you're unhealthy but I eat the healthiest now than I like when I was like skinnier I wasn't eating properly yeah. at all now I'm eating healthier and I'm bigger so like it just those things don't correlate. It doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, but I think we're just conditioned to think skinny equals healthy. Yeah. Bigger equals unhealthy. Yeah. And I think it gets really, it almost get addictive if you start getting this much like acceptance and like congratulations off people like, well done, you mm. lost weight. You're like, oh, okay, well, this is the validation that I need. So I have done a good. I've done a good job. Look at me go. So I'm going to keep doing this even though I'm extremely unhealthy. I don't get enough actual nutrients. I'm not taking care of my body. I'm just focusing on how much I put in, not exactly what is going into my body. 
So it's very damaging if you don't agree with them. It's awful. And it's just, it's, sometimes it feels so... I think talking about your body is actually much more intimate than anybody lets on. It's kind of like, nobody knows how you feel about your body at any given stage. You don't know who's had an eating disorder. You don't know who's gone from being really heavy to gone to being really skinny or vice versa. You don't know, you just don't know what's happened in mm-hmm. someone's life up until a certain point. I lost weight last year and I was working in an office building with other people. And there was kind of, these kind of older men, let's say they were in their 30s and late, late 30s, early 40s. And at the time I was like, I'm in my early 20s. I am like, just a typical early 20s female, they consistently used to come, they'd be like, oh, are you like back exercising or whatever? Like, I talked with them one time about how I ran and they were always asking me about running and like, they were like, have you gone back to exercising? You've lost weight, you look good. Like, they were like, look, you're tiny, you're tiny. I'm sick, I'm honestly so sick of people going, oh, you're tiny, you're tiny. It makes me feel really weird about myself because then if I look in the mirror and I don't agree, I'm like, why does everyone keep telling me I'm tiny? Like, it's, honestly upset it's getting to a point now where I'm like can you just fuck off like I'm I just wish someone went to me like you look happier yeah why mm. is it always you look skinnier you look better your hair is good it's always focused on how you look yeah never never anything else yeah it's so true and I feel like when I notice other people I'll be able to I much prefer like or even comment on someone's clothes not how they fit them you know like if yeah. someone said to me I like your outfit today and I'd like Sometimes when these, the same men used to go, I like your outfit today. And I was like, yeah, it's because I'm wearing a skirt and you can see my legs, isn't it? You big dirty pervert. <laughs> that was it though. Like I'd be going and like, I used to like wear, I wear minimal makeup to work. I know you guys are like, no makeup girls. I'm not a no makeup girl. I look like a fucking dog without makeup on. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I look like Momo. I am bad. <laughs> but um, I'd wear minimal makeup most of the time. And then sometimes I'd be going on a date after work or I'd be like doing something fun with friends after work. I'd put on a bit of eyeliner and like, a blouse and suddenly every man saying hello to me they're all going oh hello you look so nice today I love when you dress like this I'm like you're not conditioning me I'm not stupid enough to fall for that you can't tell me that I look good and then tomorrow I'm going to come in with my little blouse and my little smile on my face like hello man like fuck off mm-hmm. you know men who who give you pointed compliments are just baffling like when <laughs> I was working in Disney I was on a break with a guy we did not know each other that well he had just sort of started with us I maybe had spoken to him a couple of times and we had gone on lunch together we were going back um on like on stage we we're going back to the attraction and he just turned around looked me up and down and was like you know if you lost weight you would like have like the perfect body and I was just <laughs> looking at him like fuck you <laughs> and also because he had been asking me so many questions about me personally he'd been really like trying to get to know me in a way that I had never really experienced before so I was like this is very strange and mm-hmm. I don't know why you care this much about like who I am but it was off the back of that I was like this is so, like you know I've opened up a bit like personal stuff to you like we've like become like closer and then you drop this as like the last thing that we say within this interaction and it's yeah. so there's something very manipulative about that yeah. being like oh I see you for like I know you better than you know yourself and I like <laughs> like that whole thing of just being like if you look like this like if you did this you would look like this and that would be a good thing because I would appreciate it yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't it's, it's exist very much for like, you yeah. okay like go fuck yourself <laughs> no very much so there's always that like I would appreciate it but like honestly can you imagine feeling that entitled that you think that you get to control how people look what yeah honestly sickening I had um I had an ex who used to he was quite into the gym and I've never, I've tried really hard to be into <laughs> exercising. I just don't get the endorphin rush. And if you don't get the endorphin rush, you're just a sweaty hoe that's wasting time. That's that's it at the end of the day. So I've tried a bunch of times. Sometimes I've been into it, sometimes I haven't. But this ex used to be like, you know how good your ass would look if you went to the gym? Like it would look so good. Like you just have like such a, do not want a big butt. And I used to be like, I'm actually pretty happy with my ass. That was actually, I had never really thought about how small my bum was before that moment. And then ever since that, I've had a fucking complex. So thank you for that. Yeah, I think people don't really understand. I feel like a lot of this comes from men talking to women. Like women would talk differently about bodies um, to to other women. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've never been made to feel, like I've been made to feel inadequate but it's usually not by a woman saying something to me about my body, but about the way she talks about hers. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, like I've been around friends where they were like, oh, this is like in secondary school and people talk to me like, I'm trying not to eat this because I'm trying to get a smaller waist. And then then you go, fuck, like my waist isn't as small as hers. So should I also be not eating this? Mm-hmm. Like that, it's been that sort of thought process where men directly just go, this is what you should do to look yeah. <laughs> I, Do you know what? You kind of appreciate it in a weird way. Like at least they're not doing like that. You know, at least they're being direct. 
It's the only time a man will be direct to you, isn't it? When they want you, <laughs> when to they want you to look a certain way. <laughs> yeah. But there's a great thing online, and it's um some like fitness girl or so, like there's just some conventionally beautiful woman and it's a picture of her and then there's a man who's commented being like she looks great but if she just lost a little bit of weight like around her stomach and her thighs she'd be perfect and then they've zoomed in on his picture and he's just like pop belly like average guy and it's like <laughs> you know <laughs> you don't get to set these massive standards if you're yeah. not going to meet them yourself I've had this issue with body hair with yeah. men who expect you to be perfectly like clean shaved mm-hmm. all of that and then are like oh, I would never do that to myself like you don't get to set a standard that you're not willing to meet yeah and yeah. even then even you don't then, get to set a standard yeah. like you don't get to tell me that i should not have hair on my vagina because i'm yeah. keeping it there i like it i never i never understand that whenever when it comes from a man being like oh i don't like body hair in a woman and then i look at them and i'm like you are covered in body hair there is literally no difference between men and female body hair. our body hair they they, they grow in the same place it's the same hair I'm just expected to shave it all off and be a smooth baby. baby. <laughs> like, I don't know, but be completely hairless. Whereas you are not. And that is the only difference. That is the only difference. And like, I have a lot of, I've heard a lot of men be like, you know, it's, it's not like a feminist thing to me. It's just like, you know, it's just a preference. It's just a preference, babe. It's just a preference. It's a patriarchal preference because you're used to seeing hairless female bodies because it comes from a standard standard that was set to make women look more feminine. Mm. Like, and then I had a guy recently tell me, he's like, I just think it's more feminine if people shave. I'm like, what do you mean? Where, do you not understand that feminine and masculine are constructs that have been created? Yeah. Like, just because, you know, think. Have some critical thinking skills. I honestly don't understand anymore. And... Ow. I'm doing a little slaps. <laughs> bip, 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 bip. Um, that also, I love when men are like, I don't mind, whatever you like. Like, whatever you like is fine. I'm like, no, because I genuinely don't think they feel it. I've, in a, I was in a relationship before where they were like, no, I don't mind that you do whatever you do, your bush. Not that I have a bush. I'm clean shaven. I look like the, <laughs> the end of a turkey. Um, oh, God. Ew. Yeah. That's what I think an actual... No, everyone has their preferences, yeah. but when I see, like, a fully hairless vag, that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of, like, the end of a turkey, and I just can't... I any, Whenever I've accidentally shaved too much when I thought it, I'm like, wow, I look like the end of a turkey. <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, I had a boyfriend who was like, no, I'm totally cool with everything that you do. And then whenever we'd have arguments, he'd be like, do you know what? You could tidy up a little bit. <laughs> Ew! Ew! Yeah, it's obviously like, bothering him. It, it, it bothered him so much. He was like, Do you know what? Whatever you like, I love you and care about you. Mm-hmm. Your body's fantastic. You are great. And then as soon as we had an argument, he'd be like, Do you know, you know, you could just do something about it. And like, maybe you don't have to have armpit hair. Do you always have to make a statement? And I was like, Cool, so you had feelings about this. <laughs> Wait, but I'm assuming the argument is not about your no, body. No, it had nothing to do with body hair. But just to get back to when you said like the man's preference. A preference on my body, like no, like <laughs> I get to prefer if I like yeah. having hair everywhere. This is the truest thing I've ever heard. You can't have a preference over the way my body looks or feels or whatever. Like, no, you can have like a like a preference over which ice cream flavor you get. Like, not my fucking body hair. I just, I can never get over it. And also, a lot of times when I've had male friends talk about it there was there was this one story where one of my one of my friends was saying that he was at a wedding and there was this couple who were hippies as he put it they were a bit free-spirited out there and he said the woman put up her hand and he was like oh there's a like, there's a giant jungle there and he's like oh it just shocked me he's like so and he's like look I'm no I'm fine with like women having hair everywhere. <laughs> you're clearly not but maybe <laughs> not shocked you Maybe not that much hair. Maybe not that much hair. Like, oh, okay. Okay, sorry. sorry. How much hair are they supposed to have? But it's because I find a lot of men think that it's disgusting. Like, they think it's yeah. unhygienic when women But when they have, have it, body it's hair, fine. Which I don't get. I'm like, why can you have armpit hair, but I can't? And it's unhygienic for me to have armpit hair, but it's not unhygienic for you to have armpit hair? It's actually a very scientific reason. Woman hair has more germs in it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the truth. Woman hair has tiny little gremlins in it, and if you raise your armpit and you've got a hairy armpit, they jump out, and <laughs> men feel threatened by the tiny creatures. I'm hair. gonna start 
then I, other than men that I'm going to date in the future, I'm just going to be like, do you know what? I actually prefer if you have a completely hairless body. Yeah, I want you to wax your I want back. everything gone. Your eyebrows. <laughs> no eyebrows. I don't want to see a single hair on your body. Like, I'm sorry. It's just my preference. It's I my just preference. actually prefer men who shave their legs. I'm sorry. Here we go. I love Eggman from Sonic, so I want you to be him. <laughs> Also with like body hair and even like facial hair on women, like we celebrate women who are like, I'm growing up my armpit hair, blah, 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 but only when they're conventionally pretty women. Yeah. If you are not conventionally pretty, you are a slob. You're not, yeah. a, you're not looking after yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not doing the most you can to meet the standards that some weirdo in someone's basement has decided that that's how we should all look. Yeah. Like there's just so, we give so much more allowance to people who are conventionally beauty. Beautiful. Exactly. Conventionally beauty. <laughs> I'm conventionally beauty. I'm not like the other girls. I'm conventionally beauty. Yeah, no, but it is. Yeah, it's like I um it's like it's the Emily Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Emily Ratatouille. that picture of Emily Ratatouille <laughs> raising her armpit with her tiny little model body like, and her beautiful oh my face. God, groundbreaking. She has some armpit hair, but she's also a size zero, yeah. most beautiful woman in the world. Probably completely hairless everywhere else. Yeah. Definitely is. I know, we know people who will shave every part of their body but leave their armpits because they actually are making a statement. Like, I'm for me, I'm like, okay, bitch, you're either here to, like, I literally don't shave my legs. I genuinely don't. Like, mm. I shave them a few times a year in the summer because sometimes I feel pressured by societal norms. And, like, sometimes I'll have, like, men comment and they're like, oh, you're a little bit, ha-. I've had people in the past go, like, you're a little bit hairy. And I'd be like, you're a little bit getting the fuck out of my house if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> You know, I wish that I my my hair is just so thick and dark, that I just yeah. don't like. I mean, I could do it, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we need society to catch up with us. Like sometimes the pressure can't be on us to be the incredible feminist activists that we want to be. Yeah. White <laughs> feminist activists, because this is very much a white feminist is. problem, isn't it? But that came came back. I remember seeing a few tweets, not that long ago, just talking about this, like body, like like body hair kind of movement. Yeah, that is. Most of the time, just women not shaving their armpits. I find like that's yeah. always the one that everyone goes for, and it was women, um, women of color or women who have really thick, coarse body hair, being like, "No, fuck yeah. that shit!" Like, oh, you think that you're like breaking all these rules just because you leave a bit of hair under your armpit, whereas you would look at me, and like I have a harder time getting yeah. rid of like this hair and stuff, yeah. and I'm not considered as good as this like as we were saying earlier when like Jamina Jamila's co-opted the body positivity movement and she's a conventionally attractive woman it's as well white feminists with underarm hair taking this body hair movement and facial hair movement like you'd never catch them yeah not shaving or waxing any part of their face like it's always yeah there's one part and everything else is gone yeah it's like it's like it's like putting your cactus in your sitting room so everyone sees you have a cactus, but you only have a cactus and people think you have one. <laughs> yeah. <That's> very... <laughs> I don't know. It, like, I, I think it just kind of has to be that there should be no pressure on you. And if you yeah. want to do it, you should do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't, don't have do to it. do it. But I think it, I honestly do really feel like it needs to be recognised that it is patriarchal it is inherently anti-feminist regardless of what your preferences are you don't have to be nobody's a perfect feminist like nobody's going to be and it doesn't I don't actually live my life I'm I'm feminist second I'm me first you know what I mean like feminism is a tiny aspect of my life and I do like to my ethics line up with feminism a lot of the time regardless Mm -hmm. but like you don't have to be a shining beacon of everything to be a feminist. You don't have to. You're allowed to shave your legs. Fine. Fuck it. You don't have to be comfortable with sex. You don't have to be comfortable talking about sex. You don't have to be comfortable talking about your period. Like, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, you can no, just say feminist. There's no perfect human either. Exactly. You shouldn't feel pressured. Maybe that's another pressure on women to be like, yeah. it's pressure then to be the perfect feminist. It's it always so pressure hard. on women. Like, you're not, you have to be one or the other. You're not allowed to be who you want to be sometimes I feel like you can never win you can never win so you need to stop trying to win and just go I hear the criteria that I need to like I need to hit these marks to be happy and once I've done that that's all that matters like I am a very hairy specimen and I have really like dark thick hair on my arms and when I was younger I was so conscious about it and I was like and I never and I'm so so grateful that I have never shaved it I've never bleached them Mm -hmm. I've never done anything because if I'd shaved them God knows what I'd be dealing with now I'm like, it's a fucking nightmare. And I recently was like, oh, because I'm thinking of, I might get laser on my legs because I'm just like, it's cheaper in the long yeah, run. <laughs> like, yeah. It makes more sense. Um, And I was like, maybe I could get up my arms as well. And I was like, you know what? 
know because I don't actually care. Yeah. yeah. And I've never met anybody who has not taken me seriously because I have like mm-hmm. hair on my arms. I'm really like I'm looking that way. Like people don't give me shit for it. I because I've got PCOS, I deal with um like a lot of like chin hair. I get like a dark mustache. My eyebrows are also very like thick and bushy. Um, and sometimes I care about it and sometimes I don't. Yeah. You know, it just depends on the day. Depends on the mood. I don't. I think even women to women or or like people who are born female to people who are born female don't talk about like don't talk about facial hair as much as you should because like yeah. it's really normal I have like a very spiky little beard so I'm quite a fair person and I have like this really dark spiky beard that I pluck and like even I run my fingers along it and sometimes one of the girls in my face goes Lucy you're rubbing your beard like that's a bit like maybe you shouldn't do that and I was like fuck off like I rub my beard because I want to I have a beard <laughs> I don't actually I it, so. love it I love feeling the little spikes and I'm like this is fun <laughs> I can't wait to get them so like yeah. that's the thing <laughs> I don't, I don't mind them. I don't think it's like looks. Actually, I do because I'm really pale and they're dark. I never let them grow long enough, and I don't want to see what would happen. <laughs> um, but it's mine's definitely hormone related too because it's only one side of my chin, which is like a big like red alert. Like this is one of your ovaries that's overproducing something. <laughs> and I have like a little mustache on one side as well, which is fantastic. I used to bleach my mustache, but then it was giving me like Homer Simpson pigmentation around my mouth, <laughs> which was worse. You honestly can't win. The price of no. beauty. The price of beauty. But uh, I remember one time I had, I also have like a little baby goat blondie beard. You can only really see it in certain light. And like, it's never, like, sometimes I feel a little bit more conscious of it or whatever. But I was talking to these two guys and they're both American. I think that's pertinent to why they would react like this because everybody knows number one Americans, number two men. Um, so we're talking and I was like, yeah, do you not notice I have like a proper, like full goat beard? And they were like looking at me and they're like, dude, why would you even say that? You shouldn't tell people that. And I was like, whoa. I was like, has this changed your opinion of me so much now that you're like, oh, she has this tiny little beard. Like, she's like fun and she's my friend. And she's caring and she's always looked out for me. But she does have that little blonde beard. <laughs> How dare she have any hair on her face? I just think it makes them confused. I think if you are a little bit, I think all three of us are fairly stereotypically attractive. We've got very Eurocentric facial features, specifically you, you big Nordic looking bitch. Mm. Uh, we all have fairly Eurocentric looking things. And that doesn't mean that we're attractive, but it means that a lot of Eurocentric looking people will be like, that's attractive. I like a Eurocentric looking woman. Whether they recognise that's what they like or not. Say Eurocentric again. Eurocentric. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly just want people to know that I know the word Eurocentric. <laughs> That's all. It's like you were your co-opt earlier. I was like, ooh, co-opt. Okay, fucking English is my first language. English is my first language. (laughs) (laughs) But um, us being attracted to women, I think sometimes what happens is that when you say something that isn't supposed to be attractive, I think it kind of throws people off or they're confused then. They're like, but I thought you were attractive, but now you have a beard. Are you still attractive? Am I wrong? (laughs) And also it's like, with the whole like, the beard or like facial hair but I'm like the, when the minute you get to know me I come with all of these things it's yeah. not something that just developed over time yeah. like you've signed up to being like my friend or like in a relationship with me with me having all of this with me mm-hmm. and then be like but I didn't know and you're like <laughs> does it matter like in the grand scheme of things like I haven't told you that I'm a white supremacist I've told you that I have a little bit of hair on my chin like <laughs> I don't understand like why this is the issue. Like that episode of Peep Show when he makes the friend and then it turns out it's a neo Nazi. Except except you just have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. I really want to talk about nipple hair for a sec. Everybody, everybody has nipple hair. Everybody just plucks it. I consistently forget. And then I remember one time when I was like sixteen, someone saw my boobs and uh, they told everyone that I had nipple hair. And at the time, I was, like, so upset. But now I'm like, oh, my God, everyone has fucking nipple hair, like. I don't around here, but I do have one. Oh, fuck off! No, I do have one. And like the other girls, because I don't have hairy no, nipples. I do have one long hair just here outside my boob that I leave forever, because I leave, like, my friend. <laughs> I want to see it so bad. I've never wanted to see someone's long <laughs> boob hair so bad in my life. It's just one, and then everything else is 
completely hairless. I remember, because I used to have very long, thick, curly hair, and so I'd find it everywhere. And I remember one day, like, I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I'd found some hair, like, in between my boobs. And so, like, like it was my, my hair that had fallen from my head. And then I, like, pulled one, and it, like, <laughs> it didn't move. And I realised that, like, just between my boobs, I had this one really long hair. And I was like, where did you come from? <laughs> and I plucked it, and it's never come back. That's, that's, See, that's what boob hair happens. That's why I'm afraid if he I pluck this back. one, he won't come back. Yeah, I'm kind of wish I'd kept him, because it was I'm really attached. comforting. Yeah. <laughs> just like this long string of hair. That's a lovely little boob hair. So, I think, uh, long story short, is do whatever the fuck you want with your body. Yeah. And be happy that you have one. <laughs> like, we all just have this amazing thing that gets us from A to B. It helps us do loads of stuff. Like, that's the thing we should focus on. Like, what you look like. Who cares? Yeah. As long as you're happy at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. I just, like, Yeah. It's really difficult. I think it's much, much, much harder than anyone thinks to to learn to love your body. And uh, obviously, you know, people have eating disorders and people develop them at any stage in their life. And mm-hmm. it's a really difficult time to go through. I personally have had a lot of friends who've gone through it. So I'd never, I don't want it to sound a little bit, you know, like. Just do it. Frivol- yeah, I don't want to make the sound like, just do yeah. it. Like, there's not a frivolous, like, I don't want it to be frivolous, but like it's so important to work towards caring about yourself that way and none of us no, none of all like we're bad sometimes we're, yeah. we, sometimes mm-hmm. all of us are really bad sometimes I'll be going to a party now as like a grown fucking woman I'm 24 and I'll be like my arm looks fat how are people gonna like no if there's people in your life who care more about whether you're fat skinny hairy not hairy if there's anybody who gives a shit about what you look like and they're someone in your life let let them go like yeah. Cut them out. They are bad. They are toxic people. So yeah. You should not be focusing on that part of your life. And you're according to my 11-year-old brother, the world's going to end in two years. So actually, who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, that is it. Exactly. You've got two years. Also, be fat and happy. Be skinny and happy. Be whatever and happy. Just work towards being happy. If you can. And now, we take a moment to observe the Mangelis. A time when we reflect on the bad things that men have done to us and across the wider world. My Mangelis this week um, is actually a throwback Mangelis as to one time when I was with a man. And he said to me, considering you don't work out, your body's pretty good. So let's, let's just let that sink in for a sec. <laughs> Thank you for that lovely backhanded compliment. Yeah. So my Mangelis this week is a Meangelis. Is that what we're going to call Ooh. it? Meangelis. Meangelis. <laughs> um, just for the horrific way I once asked someone if they liked me. Um, and obviously I must have made them really uncomfortable because if someone did this to me, I would be very uncomfortable. Uh, while drunk, obviously, I pulled a friend and said, this is something really important that I have to like, tell you this is so important like grabbing him being like you have to come over here away from everyone else and he's like kind of like freaking out and like oh god is everything okay and then I suddenly turn to him and go do you fancy me <laughs> <laughs> he just stood there and I was like the next day I felt so bad I was like I am so sorry he's like you had me so worried there for a moment I thought something really bad had happened and said you just asked if I fancied you Hilarious. He didn't fancy me. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so the same person that I mentioned last week, um, same Angelus, two in a row. Good for you. Uh, this is a person that I work with. We come from very different places, very different parts of the world. And one day he realized that I wasn't eating meat while I was like preparing my food and was very confused when I told him it was because I was vegan. And I think he had only ever heard about vegetarianism, had never heard about veganism. And I was like, this is cool. And so we ended up eating lunch together with me, him and another colleague. Uh, and uh, I was explaining veganism and he was asking me those questions, all well and good up until this point. And then they started getting because they're both very religious they're like but like you know why did god put animals on the planet and i was like look i'm not the person to ask about this because i don't i never grew up religious i don't understand what you're pulling from and like it'd be disrespectful for me to explain your religion to you and as this person is walking away the other person so person a we're not going to say names person a starts walking away person b says well i'm don't actually drink uh 
cow's milk anymore. I only drink plant-based milk because we're not supposed to drink milk at all. And person A is like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh yeah, because, you know, you can say whatever you want about meat, but like milk is really specifically for uh, animals, like specific animal groups. So the only milk we're supposed to drink is the milk that is produced by women. And person A corrected me and said, no, by men. And at this point, I was very confused. I was like, no, because it gets worse. <laughs> then person A continued to say, no, 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 like men create breast milk. And I was like, no, women create breast milk because we have breasts and leave the ducks, blah, 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 blah. And person A turns around to me and in all seriousness <laughs> says, but men create the sperm that create the woman. So therefore men have created the breast milk. <laughs> and I lost my mind. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, first of all, like Never you need, mind. you can put your sperm wherever the fuck you want, but if there's no egg, you, you can't, there's no, there's no baby. So like, you don't do it by yourself. And he was very confused. And person B who has known me for longer was behind me going, stop, no, <laughs> like get out, run. Like this is a mistake. You've made a mistake. And so that's how I found out that the very middle-aged man that I work with fully believes that he has created men have created everything purely because they have sperm. It's so true. Wow. Yeah. I like I like that he's like has like a little jar of sperm under his bed and he's like one day I will make breast milk. <laughs> Science! That's how it works. <laughs> oh. I love the, that understanding of science. Do you know what? I'm so grateful that I have men to make me be me. Thank you, man. Thank you. Where would be be without you? <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to follow us on our social media, we are not like the other girls pod on Instagram. We are, oh God, NLTOG underscore podcast on Twitter. And if you want to be a loser and email us, we are not like the other girls pod uh, at gmail.com. Catch us next week when we are turning breast milk into sperm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>